The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello, and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we radiate karma with Subhash Jain, who is the author of Mastering Karma, The Path to Inner Peace. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Christy. And so this book, um, the um, Mastering Karma, The Path to Inner Peace, peace, um, why... Why karma? What do you have to offer the world about karma that we might not know already? Oh, you see, uh, it's a long story. I came to this country from a country where everybody knows the word karma. And when I came here in 67, I found practically nobody knew the word karma. Right. Now the last, and keep in mind, I came 1967, so that was 55 years ago. And of course, I came from India where everybody knew karma to a country where practically nobody knew karma. Then of course, I know for the last 30 years, People start learning about spirituality, they talk about karma, and they have some notion about karma. And then I found, because their concept of karma is based on very simple presupposition. They assumed, because in karma, the basic thing is uh, this proverb, you know, what you sow, so you reap. Right. Yeah, and the problem is that how, who, who keeps his accounting? Who, and I think in, in here, I know because in, in all these Christianity or, or Judaism, they believe in God and they think, oh, God keeps the accounting, so they need not to worry about how this system is maintained and you just basically do your deeds, do your actions and God will take care and then that's it. So you really just know, you can understand the karma doctrine in one word, okay, that you do good actions, you'll have good consequences, you do bad action, you'll have bad consequences and that's it. 
But my faith, which is Jen, is we don't believe in God. Really? Okay. There are two faiths. In, one of them is Jainism and other is Buddhism. Both faith they don't believe in God. Buddha didn't believe in God. Right. Similarly, the founder of my faith called Mahavira, he also didn't believe in God. And both Buddha and Mahavira, they were contemporary. So I'm talking about time which was 2,500 years ago is a very, very old faith. Just like Buddhism, Jainism is very, very old faith. And both faith, they don't believe in God. Then the problems become, if there is no God, then who maintains this account? And so this becomes really complicated because there is a natural system, is innate system which is built in, in the body, built in the system, and which maintains this accounting business. And, and this is the main problem because to understand how this accounting is done, so it becomes so involved that it, you have to really understand it. So just having this idea, oh, you do good deeds and you'll have good consequences, bad deeds, bad consequences, but that doesn't explain everything because how this accounting is done is very, very important. And I use a word called karmic debt. We born with some karmic debt. Just like in, in Christianity, there is a word called we born as a sinner. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, so this karmic debt is like a sin. So you came with sin, you born with a sin or karmic debt. The only difference is this karmic debt is based on your past deed. So in Jainism, everything depends on your past action. So you were some, you came from somewhere and you will, after death, you will go somewhere. So there is reincarnation or rebirth. Mm -hmm. And so that's the main difference because in Christianity, you don't believe in reincarnation, but in Jainism, everything is based on that you came from somewhere because soul is eternal, it, it's a, it never dies. So this, my soul came from somewhere and when I die, my soul will again will go, from, go somewhere. And where it will go will depend upon how much karmic debt it will carry with it. Right. And so I, when I was born as a human being, I came with karmic debt and I'm doing these actions every day, some good actions, and when I do good action, my karmic debt goes down. When I do bad action, my karmic debt goes up. And my karmic debt keeps fluctuating up and down, up and down. And when I will die, they will, I will die with a certain amount of karmic debt. And depending upon how much karmic debt in Jainism, you will go either to hell, as in Christianity, when you do bad action, you will go to hell. If you do good action, if you have less karmic debt, you will go to heaven. 
and if you have some in between so you can become as a human being again or you can become as a subhuman being you can born as animal or insect or plant life we believe that all living beings have soul right human beings even the plant has a soul all the insects have soul all animals have soul so when i die depending upon how much karmic debt i will carry uh, that will control my next life and if i carry too much karmic debt chances are i will born as a subhuman being as a animal or insect but if i do good deeds oh maybe i will go to heaven or maybe i will born as a human being so there is a big range and this karma doctrine tells you that how this accounting how do keep accounting this karmic debt what kind of action you should do that your karmic debt keeps going down and so so this is little bit more involved karma doctrine and because people in this country now because they really don't believe in a particular faith they believe in spirituality and spirituality yeah it's is fine but i think again uh, one definitely has to do their actions proper action they don't want that the karmic debt should keep on increasing so they need to know little bit more in depth little bit more and that's what this my book does it basically explain what kind of action will increase your karmic debt and what kind of action will decrease your karmic debt and that's very very important that is very very important so yeah you're right and i think here in the united states where you're living right now in, in iowa iowa city right iowa city iowa and teaching at the university as well which is something i want to get into mm-hmm. um really the idea in the united states seems to be more than that uh, karma is a uh, reward and a punishment yeah both both yes exactly. yes exactly reward and punishment whereas you know how you're describing it and how i've heard that the the original term means is more like balance yeah exactly find yeah. balance and try to get to the neutral zero balance if possible yes if, right yeah if you came roughly died with the same karmic load chances are you will born again human being the idea in jainism is that you want to get into this this cycle of birth and death okay and so you if you make your karmic debt to zero then you become a pure soul so your soul will die without karmic debt and then you will not reborn again so as long as your soul carries some karmic debt you have to come back to, to this universe okay yes the idea is that you want to bring your karmic debt to zero said so that you do need not to be born again and you become a pure soul and you can say pure soul is like a god for example you can probably consider if you believe in god that god is a pure soul and it need not to reborn and do anything and it just basically become a just a observer he just observes and knows everything is a omnipotent om- omniscient everything but it doesn't born again and karmic that is that's a concept in jainism yeah 
And so if you're, so that's, if the karmic debt is zero. Right. But what if your karmic, you've got a karmic balance? Yeah. You've got so much good, I mean, balance, good balanced karma. Like what happens, is there something that happens then? Well, you see, again, yeah, if you keep doing good deeds, mm-hmm. others make, make uh, compassion, uh, so everything you're doing good, then your karma that keeps decreasing, 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 and, and you will find. You will know, you will notice if when your karmic debt goes down, your inner peace, this word, the title of my book is inner peace. Then you will really feel this inner peace. Inner peace is the property of soul. We sometimes get confused. Inner peace is not happiness with transient. This this happiness is related to our senses. We this the, this transient happiness we feel every day if we get something or we feel happy if we don't get something we feel miserable these depends on, on your senses we are not talking about this inner peace is not related to this transient happiness this happiness inner peace is related to this is the property of soul is not property of senses so we mostly think ourselves as a body, not as a soul. So we, I want to make a distinction that I am made of two things. I am made of soul as well as body. But somehow we put more emphasis on body. We really never in our life we pay any attention to our soul. When we do anything any day, we just want to take care of our body. We just want to make it as comfortable as possible. And we really don't think about our soul. But genuinely, we think soul is more important than the body. And once you think, oh, I have to take care of my soul also. And taking care of soul means you want to reduce your karmic debt. Because you have to keep worrying. Oh, if I have this karmic debt, then in my next life, I will be born as an animal. So you don't want to really go to hell. So you have to worry. Oh, no, I I need to do certain actions so that my karmic debt at least stay within certain limits. So I... Of course, ideally, of course, if you can reduce it to zero and you become God or pure soul, that is the aim, that's the purpose, that's the purpose of our life. But if you think, no, it's not, I, I don't think I can really do, but at least you can maintain, balance your, as you use the word, balancing this karmic debt. So you keep balancing and you, oh yeah, don't do too many bad deeds and keep doing some good deeds and chances are your karmic debt will remain at at reasonable level and you will be born again as a human being. So which which is okay. So again, in the next life, you again, okay, so you are back again and think about, okay, now, again, you have to try again. That's the, usually that's the main problem. As long as you carry this karmic debt, there is no escape. Eventually, sooner or later, of course, keep in mind, because the soul is eternal. My soul, I've been born infinite times. 
because my soul, I don't know. As I said, I have been born infinite times, and I must have born all kind of life form. I must be plant sometime. I must have gone to hell. I must have gone must go heaven. But now I know I am in human being. Now I got a chance that I can reduce my karmic debt because I have what I call free will and I, I have knowledge and I have my karmic debt is is not that high and is okay. So I can do certain actions so I still can reduce my karmic debt. And one word we use normally in Jen is, is non-violent action. You should believe in non-violence. Right. Don't hurt anybody. So that's the main important thing. As long as you do your deeds without hurting anybody, that will the kind of action you want to do. And hurting means not only hurting in a physical sense that you are trying to hit somebody or kill somebody, even any living being, you see, the, the problem is all living beings have soul and even the animals, you don't hurt animals, you don't hurt plants, you don't hurt insects. And just like this uh, indige indigenous people, uh, they believe that even the earth, air, water, all nature, they don't want to hurt anybody. So in Jainism also we believe even earth, air, water, they have some kind of soul. You don't want to hurt anybody. So one extreme, you be careful when you do anything. Don't do some unnecessary thing which you, you are unknowingly involuntarily also hurting somebody. So just be careful and be non-violent in your action and keep doing actions without hurting anybody and then you are on the right path and your karmic debt will keep going down and then chances are you will become a god again. <laughs> so the question I have is um, what types of actions take, I mean, get, build to your karmic debt, and what type of actions release your karmic debt? Yeah, non-violent non actions will reduce the karmic debt. And non-violent actions, you don't hurt anybody. If you do any action, if you're not hurting anybody, then you are definitely reducing a karmic debt. And in my book, there is a term I call Mo, M-O-H-A, M-O-H-A, Mo. Mo is a very important term in Jainism. And Mo includes basically this attachment of aversion because we have attachment. So certain thing like we get attached, if it's certain thing we don't like, we hate. Because we have these desires and we want... The problem is that we always want our, we are so attached to, to ourselves, our body, this, what I call ego. Ego is the word which everybody understands. So due to this ego, we have these attachment and aversions. And so we, we hate some people, we don't like some people, we love some people. 
So we should have equanimity. We should really hate or attach to somebody. You should consider every living being is equal and you should behave equally with everyone. So you should have any attachment and aversion or hatred. And that's what this nonviolent act is. You really don't do any attachment and hatred. And so and so in, in, in Janice we have what I call five vows, V O W five, which one will be the this nonviolence. The other will be truth. You always speak true. Don't steal. And important thing is non-possession. Don't try to accumulate too many things. That's the main problem. We keep accumulating these material things. Yes. So, and that's causing this, all this environmental problem, climate problem we have is because we became so much consumer oriented. We want to consume so much. So one of you in Janice, one thing is we try to teach is try to live with less. So you learn to live with less. And once everybody starts learning to live with less, all these problems will, be, will go away, this climate problem, everything, because instead of becoming consumer-oriented, you should go inward and think you really don't need that many things, actually. And that's the thing, basically. So, so once you this, the fourth vow I'll talk about, this non-possession, that don't try to accumulate too many things. And that's very, very important in Janice. And that's what I, my book is indicates, that if you do these actions with non-violence and non-possession, then you are in very good shape and you will keep decreasing cosmic debt. Did you know that Radiate Wellness is more than just a podcast? That's right. We're also a comprehensive, holistic wellness practice. Find out about our services, practitioners, and upcoming events at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. While you're there, visit our podcast page to read more about our great guests and even donate to the podcast. If you like our podcast, you can help in other ways as well, like subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now. Tell a friend, a family member, or a co-worker about the great content you find here. And if you wouldn't mind, please give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or a positive review. Sounds like a small thing, but it really helps. You might like to know about our Facebook communities while we're at it. We have a free community, the Radiate Wellness Community, on Facebook for news and great free content. Our subscribers group is Radiate U, as in the letter U, but also, well, you. There you'll find curated replays of past classes, guest interviews, and more. And now, back to our podcast and back to our guest. Wonderful. Now, earlier you said that if we have too much karmic debt, we can be born again as an, a lower life form. Yeah, exactly. Do these lower life forms have opportunities to release karmic debt? Uh, 
Yeah, you see, again, they low life form because they don't have what I call free will. Because they lower form, they don't have mind. You see, the upper human being, we have mind. I'm making a distinction between mind and soul. Yes. Soul is a different thing. Mind is still is made of matter. Right. So we have mind and using mind we have free will. So we make, we can, but lower form of life because they don't have mind. So they really don't know what is good and what is bad. Only the environment they are living, that will control whether their karmic death will increase or decrease. For example, suppose you take uh, any 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 animal. They are, we know the most animals are carnivorous. They kill somebody, but doesn't matter because keep in mind their average karmic debt is larger than human being because they are subhuman being. So they were born with large karmic debt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Implies, you see, more karmic debt. So, yeah, yeah. So they have large karmic debt, and this large karmic debt means their average. This word I call more. Their intensity more is also large, because the karmic debt increases with intensity of more. So most animals, they will have large intensity of more. Okay, but. This intensity of more will keep changing if they live in an environment in which they really need, need not to fight. There is ample food, for example, and they really need not to fight too much. They just kill some whatever they need to kill. And then, so their intensity of more during that killing will, will be less than their already intensity of their already accumulated karmic debt. Yes. So if their new action with less intensity, that will decrease their karmic load. Okay. The new action should be carried out with less karmic, the less intensity of more. And so it depends on the environment. So fortunately, if they are fortunate, there's enough food, they don't fight too much, they get ample food, so they just do a little bit killing for just to survive. And so they will find that, yeah, eventually they will go and become human being. But yeah, but that, but they don't have control on the environment. It's just by chance. If they live in an environment which is favorable favorable environment so they can do these actions with the less less more yeah then they will decrease their car but if they are in an environment where they have to fight every day to survive then that definitely their karmic debt will increase so that's why i don't want to become someone being because that beyond my control it will be just by chance if i happen to be in good environment my karmic debt will decrease and will become a human being again so i that's why I'm trying now, at least in my life, that at least I don't think I, I'm ready to become God. I don't think I, I will be able to decrease my karmic load. But I'm trying to not to increase my karmic load too much that I will be born as 
as some human being and chances are that if I do these actions and I will with compassion with everybody don't hurt anybody and I think if I do with non-violent actions and without non I, I'm trying not to accumulate too many things and that's what I'm trying to do and uh, and hopefully and this is not only for decreasing karmic debt it is for the survival of this universe everybody has to try to live with less because that's the wrong direction we are going because everybody wants somebody nobody wants to change everybody wants to consume more and they think somehow the climate should improve is not going to improve unless we really modify ourselves unless we really change our habits and try to oh yeah in order to make this planet habitable, we'll have to definitely start consuming less and that's what I've tried to do and that's what my book is also emphasizing. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Just decrease our footprint on this world. Exactly, exactly. I have a question. Um, In your book, you have chapters on karmic body, karma, karmic field. Mm-hmm. What is the difference between these three? You see, the karmic body is like a genetic body, where this, all this accounting is done is is again made of matter, but is so that matter is so fine. You see, you can't see karmic body. We can see genetic body. We, right. we, yeah. yeah, but karmic body we can't see. That's the main problem. Made it made is made of very subtle matter, which is very, very fine matter, which even scientists are fighting because according to scientists, 96% of mass in this universe, they, they don't know. Yes, right, exactly. It's doesn't... Yeah, and they are trying to find out when this this dark matter or dark energy is. Right. So my karmic body is part of that dark matter, dark energy, which even the scientists can't see, and this is really very, very fine matter. Right. So, so this is the karmic body. Okay. And this... Uh, uh, the other, the term you said, I'm using, you see, the new action, because the new action will change, because this karmic body has all these past karma, you see, the, 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 the account of my past actions, because I'm doing action, I'm accumulating karmic debt. Right now I'm talking, I'm, I'm doing this action, yes. and due to this action, I'm accumulating karmic debt. Yes. But my new karmic debt will affect my accumulated karmic debt. If I, my intensity of my more is less than the average intensity of my accumulated more, then the total karmic load will go down. So that I'm doing a good action. If I'm doing a new action with a large intensity of more, my old karmic debt will increase. Yes. So that's the, so this accounting, this this is an interactive field. This karmic field is an interactive field. The new field, the new karmic load interacts with the old karmic load and keep modifying. If new karmic load 
is good, then it will reduce the old karmic load and your total karmic load will go down. If your new karmic load is very is bad, then it will increase your old karmic load, load also. So this interactive karmic field, so I talk about karmic field because this new, this uh, word of karma, I'm using this karma, we attack, attach to this karmic body, that will modify my already attached karma. So that's the interaction I'm talking about. So this I talk about karmic field because it is a interactive karmic field. The new karmic field will interact with the old karmic field and depending upon whether you new karma or good karma, then the old karmic load will go down. If new karma is bad, then the old karmic load will increase. And so, so this accounting is done automatically. This is a built-in system in this karmic body. And it's all just like genetic body. General body, you, this, this tiny DNA molecule has so much information stored. You won't believe that if you print out your genome, it, it's so much information in a, just say, tiny drop of D, just one DNA. Yeah. So if DNA can store that much information, this karmic body can store really, this is much finer. It can have all the information we need during this interaction and to find out how your karmic debt is going up and down. And yeah. that's what basically is happening. Yes, absolutely. Now I wanted to circle back because you are Professor Emeritus of Engineering. Yes. Yes, uh, from the University in Iowa. Um, civil and environmental engineering, in fact. How does an, an, an engineer take such an interest in inner peace and karma? Yeah, you see, I, like when I came in here in 67, at that time, I was also involved in all these worldly things, and I really didn't care about my soul. But with time, as I became old, and I, I interacted with people here, they start talking about karma. So I, I need to tell them what karma is. So I start studying myself karma. Because at that time, I came in 67, I myself didn't know much about karma. But after retiring, I really became interested in karma and spent, I retired in 2003. And for the last 20 years, I have studied a lot about karma and I did actually another PhD thesis. Yes, I saw that. Yes, you have a PhD in Jainism. Yeah, right, on karma. Yeah, so that's what basically I did. And, and then because I found people here have still not really very good concept of karma. So because so I thought at least they should be at least aware that there is a faith called Jainism and they have this another model or other karma doctrine. And just, I'm not saying they should, they should follow, but at least they should try to read what this particular faith is telling and see, oh, if it makes sense, then say, yeah. If that's what they believe, yeah, my karmic debt, I need to maintain my karmic debt to it in balance, then yeah. 
so do non-violent action, non-possession, and then you'll be in good shape. And that's what basically it is. And so I think the idea is that don't just follow one more, just read a few different models and then evaluate, okay, this, this um, I know this model, uh, we know the at least consumer model we know we just we don't really care about soul this is one model which everybody follows but at least there is another way oh no i have soul also not only body i have to take care of my soul and how do i take care of my soul and that's the only thing and you take care of your soul by reducing your karmic death. So if you believe that soul is more important than body, that, that's the main thing. As long as your ego is very strong, you really won't care about your soul. So somehow you control your ego. And once you go inside and go inward and try to find inner self rather than the outer self, the body, once you go inner self and talk about your inner self, your inner soul, there is only one way, just get rid of this ego and and that once you get rid of ego, that's the term I'm more. Those people who have a lot of ego, their more is very high. So to decrease your more, you have to decrease your ego and your once and that's what basically your ego goes down, more goes down, your karmic debt goes down and you are in good shape and and that's good for you and good for the environment. That's the another thing we should emphasize that living with less, the whole idea is try to live with less rather than try to accumulate more which everybody is going in the wrong direction because if you definitely just this minor thing here and there is not going to cut down this pollution we have to reduce our consumption that's the main thing and, yeah, 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 yeah. so it sounds like this mo is uh can be related to intensity like doing things with intensity, having a lot of intensity, is that accurate? Yeah, you see, yeah, more sometimes if you have very less attachment and aversion, then your more will be really very small, intensity will be very female, very small. But if you have very large attachment, you your desires are very large and you want to everything in the world and then that means he's telling you that your more solar that you really want to accumulate everything. So what you desire, your the this intensity of more depends of your number of desires. As your number of desires keep increasing, your intensity of more will also increase. So what you want to do, basically, you want to cut down your desires because desires and attachment and aversion, they are related. If you just think of that, if you have no desire, just close your eye and you think you really don't need anything, you'll be so happy. The problem is that we desire so many things and if, and we don't get those things that we feel unpleasant, we feel miserable. So 
the desire is the main problem and the number of desire increases our more and increasing more means increasing our karmic debt and everything goes in the wrong direction so to decrease karmic debt decrease your desire then that will decrease your more and everything will be fine so everything is in, interrelated and and that's what basically idea is that don't try to cons- get everything and yeah and so basically cut, cut down the requirements cut down your desires and try to be happy with less just yeah try to live with less is the motto basically yeah absolutely now your book is structured as a fictional account a story between a guru and a student why did you structure it that way you see because when i was writing this book i asked because my background i really didn't know what kind of culture my cultural background is so different the cultural background the average american hair oh yes so so i wrote something and i then i showed to one of my american friends and he said he didn't she was not able to follow anything because because they her background was so different and then i found that if i so she has lot of questions and i said okay and then i say okay maybe if she has question and i answer and she has question and i answer and then i said oh that's a better format rather than i write something and say oh this is the way the idea is okay she was my student and said oh i don't follow this she raised questions and i became guru and i said okay so we had this back and forth and then i found this style is much better she raised questions and i asked her to go and read some on internet because i said oh, you read this stuff so she went she read some so she read all those things and they came with certain questions and then we had lot of good, good exchange so when i started i didn't start with this guru and and students yeah but then when i showed this book to my friend and i immediately realized because the background cultural background or average american is very different the cultural background of india indians were able to follow my book actually they were but americans won't so and so that's why i found for americans this style will be much better and now, and now because i live in a community here which Uh, is a co-housing, and we have a lot of Americans here, and they are using my book, and they they really like this book, and they said this is yeah, yeah. So it's so, the Socratic method. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I yeah, right. Yes, teaching through dialogue and questions, which is wonderful, wonderful. Yes, that's so the best. teach at university too i taught english at at university and it was you know it's the same thing people are going to learn more and they're going to learn um more eagerly and readily when it's when they're getting their questions answered yes 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 it's just a very effective way to write it yes. so and you've got some other books out there what are your other books about 
you see, because I did this PhD, so I, one of the publishers, he agreed to publish my book, is a very well-known publisher in, in India. Oh. So another book is my PhD thesis. Okay. And it was published, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, you're, you're on genealogy? Yeah, right, yes, yes. yes. Yes, wonderful, and then you've written several articles as well. Yes, I have, yeah. Yes, and um, do you have a website where people can go to find out more about what you've written and... Um, yes, unfortunately, uh, because I'm such an old fellow, I was born in the age where we didn't have computers. So by the time, I, so I'm, I'm not, I don't have a website. I think most, even the kids have a website, now I don't, because I was born in the era when I'm, I'm a very, very old That's fellow. fine, yeah. but we can find you through your publisher. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. John Hunt Publishing. Yeah. Yes, yes. It is available on Amazon, Kindle, Barnes and Noble. Yes, all yes, 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 yes. All of the things. Wonderful. And yes, your book again is Pathways to Peace, The Pathway to Inner Peace. I'm sorry, Master mm -hmm. Karma, The Path to Inner Peace, Mastering Karma by John Hunt Publishing. Is there anything else that you think we need to know, Subhash, before... We no, I think, no, I think uh, uh, I, mean, I think they try to spread this word that everybody should try to live with less. Very, very important to save this planet. There is no other way. Everybody should try to live with less. Yes. That's the mantra. Okay. Absolutely. Well, thank wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sitting and talking with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, please. Thanks a lot. Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.